the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Sam Maranto is joining us on this week's episode of the Paracast. And before we started, we had a little bit of informal conversation. I'll call it green room conversation, though it's a virtual green room or green screen. We had backgrounds. We're not doing that. Anyway, so he wondered if he'd ever met me. And we went back and forth about my limited travels in the 2000s. And Sam, I don't think I've met you. No, I think not. I think the only time we may have bumped into each other would have been in Atlantic City, but you weren't there. I think Dave was there, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, Dave Biedney. Uh, I, I yeah. don't know. As far as Atlantic City, the wife and I visited Atlantic City probably in the 80s before Donald Trump went bankrupt six times. Anyway, true. glad to meet you virtually at least. Absolutely. On last week's show, we did discuss briefly the James Fox documentary, The Phenomenon, which I've seen twice already. I saw it last spring in what they call a screener, where they send you a link and you can see it online. And then, of course, we got the real copy that actually we're giving away. We'll talk about that later. In any case, did get to see it, did check out the reviews. And now Randall has seen it. And I understand you've seen it. Yes. Really enjoyed it. In fact, after I got done reviewing it and taking a gander, and I, I just enjoyed the way it was laid out. Again, not to be a spoiler, but pretty much anybody who's been well-versed on the subject will say, well, yeah, I know this and that. But there's going to be enough moments where there's these eye-opening moments that are going to say, wow, that i never seen that's, that footage, or it's good to see that again. And the way it's compiled... I think it was very well laid out. I love the ending. First of all, with the characters involved, it was a real nice lineup of everything you need to do to poise a very intellectual debate to say, here, there's something here. This is genuine. This isn't fantasy, and it isn't a bunch of BS. I'd like to, I don't know, what do you think? I like where he pulls a Marvel, you know, all the Marvel films that have post-credit content. They yes. also did that in Justice League, or at least the version on the screen they're redoing Justice League, where here you see credits and then they stop and they show you 30 seconds of something. And one of those segments includes UFOs in China, which is a really good achievement. And then, of course, now you couldn't get anything out of China with the politics, but they've got that. And it's one of those situations where you have to see the film through the complete ending because the ending also includes In Memory of Stanton Friedman. Those are the spoilers, folks. I won't tell you anything else. I did check Rotten Tomatoes, and this is not bad. It's getting 83% on the tomato meter, which is pretty good. And the audience score is 80%. The main criticism, as you've probably seen, I saw this on Amazon, is that the material is familiar. That if you follow UFO lore, you've seen most of this already. Yes, to the aficionado of ufology or UAPs, whatever you want to call them, it's going to be very familiar. Again, the way it's laid out, and you eloquently laid it out, 
the manner in which it was laid out. I think that's beautiful. I think it goes to the credit of his ability as a, a producer and director and excellent editing job. I could just imagine how long the editing took on this. He had so much footage. In fact, I believe he mentioned to you the, the volume of footage he has left over. I'm sure there's going to be a part two or something uh, else very soon, maybe in a year or so. I understand there's three hours of extra material, but yeah, there could be more stuff. The important thing here, too, is that for a while, a lot of us didn't think he'd make it. He succeeded. He's been working on it for at least seven years. I know early on I did some research for them. I wasn't credited, but that's neither here nor there. But I did a little research for it, so I have that involvement. And James basically gave up his life for this film. And he describes where a lot of the editing was done in this cabin without running water, without heat, without air conditioning. And Jacques Vallée, who's no young man now, was in there helping him for a lot of it. I could just picture this going on. Jacques walking back there to this little shack, as you say, no running water, no bathroom, and just enduring it for the... uh, the love of passion of, of the presentation and the uh, the product. And he's just that type of guy. Now, how old do you think he is? I can look Should it up. He's in his 80s. His 80s? Because he looks fantastic. Um, well, right now, I'll take a look. Right now, he's 81. He just turned oh, 81. And he's right on money. His brain is so good. The man is so intelligent. Uh, I, I had the opportunity to meet him for the very first time in, um, in fact, in your neck of the woods at the um, at the Congress. Right. And, well, uh, maybe we met there because I was at that one, too. But most of the time I spent talking with Greg Bishop and also with Red Pill Junkie, Miguel, where we oh, all hung yeah. out. And Greg got me some yeah. coffee and Miguel and I uh, hung out. One thing to remember here, Jacques is a tall guy. What would you say is about close to seven foot or so? I don't know. I was thinking six, five, six, six. But you see this tall guy with the white hair, and that's always him. Can't be anyone else. But to show you the contrast, we were talking about whether we had met before, and you just raised the possibility because I was there. I first met Jacques in 1965, that ages me, in Chicago, Mm -hmm. where he had just written his book, Anatomy of a Phenomenon, And the four of us crazies, Jim Mosley, myself, Rick Hilberg, and a guy named Dale Reddick, I think. I'm not sure if Dale was with us, but Alan Greenfield. So it could have been four or five people. And we all talked to Jacques for an hour or two. And the only thing I know is that Jim always liked to fancy himself as an amateur psychologist. So he said, this guy's really nervous, isn't he? (laughs) <laughs> and I then you know, whatever. Then we went to see Ray Palmer in, in Wisconsin the next day. Boy, oh boy, you made the rounds. No <sighs> doubt about it. And those well, were the days. Those were the days. My friend, I thought they'd never end. But <laughs> you, you think of the strange places I've traveled. I'll give you two other examples before we get into your background. Number one, I had an uncle who used to work with 
the U.S. Department of Agriculture during the Eisenhower administration. So he bought a condo at this big house. It's a hotel. It's a condo development. And I spent the night there with my first wife, Geneva. This was in the same year of the 72 elections, 1972. One week later, approximately one week later, the Watergate burglary occurred at the same area where we spent the night, the Watergate. So we spent the night at the Watergate a week before the burglary. Now, segue to Nixon's resignation. Geneva and I are driving to Washington, D.C., not far from Washington when he makes his announcement. That's our brush with history, so so to speak. I, I found it so interesting last week when you were talking to Bill. I told him, I says, Gene knew so many people involved with the Mothman, uh, Point Pleasant. By the way, that's where they're at right now. They're down there. I go, you're going to enjoy this interview. And sure enough, he brought up all the names of everybody and knew the details. He was so impressed. <laughs> Sam Maranto joining us with Gene and Randall. You're in. The Paracast. Paracast people, I'm Greg Carlwood, the host of the Higher Side Chats podcast, an uninterrupted and action-packed interview-based show where I talk to some of the brightest minds for our troubled times about all things paranormal, occult, esoteric, and conspiratorial. After 10 years, we've heard it all. Alien moon bases, archons, hollow earth, technocratic and biomedical agendas, magic, mind control, and Lovecraftian monsters. Oh my. Usually, the first hour of the show is free, and the second hour is for members who sign up for the Higher Side Chats Plus at $8 a month. But praise be, we're giving Paracast listeners two free weeks of Plus when you use the all-caps coupon code PARACAST. Go to thehiresidechats.com, sign up with the code PARACAST, and dive into the nearly never-ending archive of great interviews I've been lucky enough to get over the years, from David Politis to David Icke, and many, many guests not named David. Check it out. You're going to love it. All right, Gene, was that good? Can we use that one? When you have a pain in the neck, a real pain in the neck, back, shoulder, or legs, you now have two convenient choices to get fast relief without taking another pill. Because now, Sunny Bay heating wraps and pillows are available at both Amazon and Walmart. Yes, see Sunny Bay's four-and-a-half to five-star customer reviews on Amazon.com or Walmart.com. Our made-in-the-USA microwavable heat wraps, heatable neck pillows, and extra-large body wraps are designed better for perfect support where and when you need it. Even while driving, Sunny Bay Wraps will not burn and stay balanced to provide soothing hot or cold therapy to help treat temporary or chronic pain. And the best part? Sunny Bay quality products started under $20. Join thousands of happy customers and see why Sunny Bay products have a lifetime 100% positive rating on both Amazon and Etsy. It's easy. Click Amazon or Walmart and search today for Sunny Bay. No matter how large or small your digging project may be, no matter how urban or rural, 
you must always call 811 before any digging project. 811 is our national one-call number, alerting your local utility companies to come out and mark any lines they have near your dig site. So before you do this or this, make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811. Brought to you by Common Ground Alliance. There's so much hand sanitizer on the market, but beware, not all hand sanitizers are created equal. That's why you want to use 2020 Safe Hand Sanitizer. You can trust the hand sanitizer on 2020safe.net to be made with the highest quality ingredients, American-made, with American ingredients, employing Americans. Log on now to 2020safe.net and order your one liter today. Normally $29.99, but reduced to $19.99, so hurry while supplies last and receive a bonus. That's right. You'll receive a 30-count bottle of Immune Booster, a $39.95 value, free, by using code GCN at checkout. Right now, click 2020safe.net. That's 2020safe.net to get our one-liter bottle of high-quality hand sanitizer with your free bonus. A 30-count bottle of Immune Booster, valued at $39.95. Remember to enter GCN at checkout. And the bonus is yours, free, 2020safe.net. Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So, Sam, actually, it was two weeks ago that we had your friend on, and last week it was Andy Colvin. Because Bill kept kept talking about Andy Colvin. So I said, okay, let's contact Andy. He hadn't been on the PowerCast in years. He came on. He also came on after the PowerCast. And we're going to have you come on there, too. And then after that, we were talking about Walter Bosley. So we're talking about possibly having Walter Bosley back on our show. The only thing is here, Walter has mentioned this in his YouTube channel that he's been suffering from cancer, and I hope he's all right. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, our best goes out to to Walter there. He's been a really interesting interview on our show uh, more than once, even in our forums. We've had some back and forth, but always a really interesting guy. Yeah, uh, that's horrible. I had cancer at the age of 22, second youngest with bladder cancer. And just uh, actually buried um, a client, a friend of mine, uh, a couple weeks back. And he was 71. It's it's a sad thing. It's horrible. But we're at the age now, so many of us, you know, we think of Stanton, Ted Phillips. Boy, how many did we lose in the last couple of years, Jane? It's nuts. Well, it's interesting, too, when we started the PowerCast, there were certain guests we would have loved to have had on the show. I made a list. The first episode, we had Jim Osley and we had Brad Steiger, both of whom are gone. Yes. We wanted to have John Keel. So I had David get the number from Tim Beckley. 
But Keel was in a rather ornery mood in his final years, and that never worked out. We would have mm-hmm. liked to have had Richard Hall on the show. Richard Hall, of course, was one of the key figures with NICAP in the 60s and was a really good mainstream UFO investigator. Unfortunately, Hall and I had a falling out in the mid-60s because I was working with Jim Mosley, my first job. And when I went to visit him when he was the office manager at NICAP, Major Keogh's organization, we all remember the story. Ladies and gentlemen, we walk there with Alan Greenfield and a guy named Marty, a friend of mine from New York. And he looked at us and he said, you're not welcome here. Rick Hilberg was with us, too. Now, 10 years later, at Fort Smith, Arkansas, they had a UFO convention. I met Richard Hall. And he said, hi there. And we talked. And I said, no hard feelings. No, we shook hands. It was over. That was the end of it. In other words, he's not going to sit there and allow grudges to exist. That was all just because of those shenanigans that that, that Mosley was pulling back in those days. If Isn't that right? You know, well, not like- quite. You see, he did that. But Hall was paranoid about Mosley. So Jim would call NICAP to ask questions or get some information. And there was this one conversation, the only time he called NICAP, and Hall said, are you recording this conversation? Please don't do that. Now, Jim Mosley was the ultimate Luddite. He never, ever had a computer to his last days. And he lived till he was like 81 or something like that. Died a few years back. No computer, no cell phone, no answering machine, no voicemail. I assure you, he did not have a recording device. When I, no, when I interviewed Ray Palmer in Wisconsin, when this crew was with me, we borrowed a tape recorder from one of my friends there. You know, Greenfield or Hilberg had a tape recorder. Jim, no. My uh, granddad worked for a company called Dictaphone. Oh, sure. This is down in the States. He was a salesman for the company. And I actually have, I think, a working model of one of their very early ones. And you know what they used to record on? Wire. They had some sort of alloy that was magnetic. So it wasn't even tape. It was a wire that went through. It was on a spool, like a fishing line might be. It was a wire recorder. In the early days of tape recorders, other recording methods used were wire. Yeah. Yeah, it was really pretty bizarre. So I've actually got a piece of this old ancient tech around somewhere, you know. It didn't sound very good. I tried them a couple of times. Just enough to probably get the words, you know, the dictation down. But, you know, I thought it was kind of interesting that they could even do that, you know, to see the evolution of recording. And now digital, it's just amazing what we've got these days. And we take it so much for granted. You know, you and I, before the show, were talking about a Canadian TV show, a, shall we say, a vintage procedural called Murdoch Mysteries, which is Canada, Toronto, in the... 1890s to the early 1900s through the length of the series. And in one episode, he's got Nikola Tesla and they invent a wireless recording device on this Uh, show. Yeah. (laughs) That's actually a really good show. It's really enjoyable just for those little bits and pieces in there that are like that too. It's, it's, uh, it's a, it's a fun show. 
By the way, William Shatner is on one of the episodes. They have actors playing Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, Nikola Tesla, and more. I'm only in the first season. It's available in the U.S. from Acorn TV, which has a lot of British TV series and Australian TV series. Another great one I'll recommend before we get back to UFOs is My Life is Murder. And it's about a retired police detective who takes on assignments on the side when she's not baking bread for a local restaurant. They actually have scenes of her making the bread, and you can see she knows how to cook. It's played by Lucy Lawless. Of course, we all know her as Xena. Sure. Whatever. Lucy Lawless is an excellent comedic actress. She is great. She's brilliant at this. You know, she's serious. She's funny. She isn't afraid to poke fun at herself. And of course, she's been an actress for 30 years. You figure she's learned something. Sam, let's go back to UFOs. So we talked about the phenomenon. And as our listeners know, those who sign up for five-year or lifetime subscriptions for the Paracast Plus will get, as they last, we only have a small number left, coupon codes for the phenomenon. Okay, this way you get it. It's nineteen ninety nine in the U.S. You get it free if you sign up. That's for five years or a lifetime. Paracast Plus gives you the ad-free version of this show, the After the Paracast podcast, and other goodies. Go to the Paracast Plus, the Paracast Plus for more. Now, one observation I made about the film half seriously, Sam, I'd like your reaction. And we're going to move to our next segment probably for you to answer because we're running out of time on this one. And that is the most prominent people in this film were old white men. <laughs> you know, so you have the former PR guy at Project Blue Book, the late Al Chop. He's talking and he's a guy in his 70s or 80s. We have Jacques Vallée, who's 81. We have other people prominent in the field over the years And you see them being interviewed for the most part, other than vintage film, as older men. For example, Senator Harry Reid, who helped get the financing for this Pentagon UFO study. He's an ex-senator in his 80s. More to come with Sam, Gene, and Randall. You're in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. SilverLungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs Generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs Generator and Lung Delivery System at SilverLungs.com. That's SilverLungs.com. UFO 
USA Radio News with Tim Berg. Joe Biden never lifted a finger for 25 years to reform NAFTA. Vice President Mike Pence hitting the campaign trail on Saturday. The vice president in Reading, Pennsylvania, continues. When Joe Biden was vice president, America actually lost 200,000 manufacturing jobs. Remember the last president four years ago? He said those manufacturing jobs would never come back. He said, what magic wand do you have? Well, we didn't need a magic wand fighting for American jobs. We just needed President Donald Trump in the White House. 500,000 manufacturing jobs in just three years. Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden responded to a reporter late Friday when asked about a recent explosive New York Post report about his son Hunter Biden. The former vice president saying it's just another smear campaign. USA Radio News. If you've ever asked the question, who would want a career in law enforcement these days, you're not alone. There are now fewer police officers per person in the U.S. than at any point in the last 25 years. That's according to recently released federal data. The Washington Free Beacon reports there were roughly 214 police officers per 100,000 Americans in 2019. That represents a 1.5% decline from 2018 and a 9% drop from 2007 when police numbers last peaked. That trend bodes ill for violent crime in America, which has plateaued in recent years, given the large body of evidence finding that cops do have a substantial impact on crime rates. For USA Radio News, I'm Val Dior. A federal judge denied a motion from the Diocese of Brooklyn to block Governor Andrew Cuomo's restrictions on religious gatherings. Religious gatherings in the hot zones in New York City are limited to 10 people. You're listening to USA Radio News. Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Introducing Reveal from GCNLife.com. Beverly Hills dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman invented Reveal, which contains polypeptides with natural botanicals and no parabens, sulfates, silicones, or dyes for a salon-quality hair growth product. Reveal. Here's Dr. Newman. I have treated a lot of patients who lose their hair and they lose their confidence. We've created a unique set of polypeptides, which we call HPT6. The HPT6 contains the polypeptides from six different plants. The scalp infusion treatment should be used on wet or dry scalp. The Reveal hair care system is designed to be used for men and women alike. Get Reveal at GCNLife.com with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So try Reveal today at GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Plus a discount up to 25% off for Reveal at GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Hi, this is James Fox. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Yet, if we go to Zimbabwe and they've got that UFO case involving school children, that took place when, the 90s? It was, what, 90s? What was it, 97? 94? Was it 94? That's where you see young people who saw something really strange. And I'll tell you, whatever school system they've got in that country, it is excellent. Every one of these kids, they're well-behaved. They're very, very smart. Well, what I really liked about that, too, is, yeah, I mean, I I can understand why, you know, some of the critics would say, well, you know, this is really great. uh, But if you're already involved in ufology a lot of this is is review well you know that didn't bother me in the least because i think having a really good quality 
UFO documentary in your UFO library is an absolute necessity. And this is probably the best I've ever seen of that particular type of a film. It doesn't go out into the fringe. And when we're talking about those uh, rural Zimbabwe uh, experiencers, he had interviews with them when they were growing up, too, which you don't see around. He went over there and did a bunch of interviewing himself. So there's some real gems in there that you're just not going to find anywhere else. He found a lot of vintage footage in his research. So you yes. see Major Donald Kehoe being interviewed by Mike Wallace in the 50s. You see these pictures and you see people who had an encounter then being interviewed later in life. So I agree with you that it's a good way to sum it up. They stay away from abductions and more of the elaborate or very unusual aspects of the UFO field because it's meant to be an introduction. Hey, we've got something weird going on here and we can't explain it. Let's get it investigated. They don't go into the high strangeness. And we think with Jacques Vallée they would, you know. But they well, don't. Yeah. No, and they stay right on track. And, and the thing is, not just they stay on track, it's to transition of thought. It's just presenting the case as if you're in a courtroom and you're presenting the case logically, laying it out in every bit of evidence. And you have very good witnesses. You have supportive evidence. It's laid out perfectly. And that's why I say if I don't care how much you know about the subject. There are bits and pieces in there that are going to open your eye that you have not seen, or you're going to be pretty darn happy to see it again. It makes sense. It's a beautiful piece. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I feel the same way. I was watching and I was, you know, I was kind of like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm." And then it was like, oh, and you'd get this little moment of clarity where you would be thinking to yourself, this is as good as disclosure is pretty much ever going to get. If people watch this and they come out and they still don't think that something truly extraordinary is going on in the world, I don't know what could possibly convince them, really. Don't you think there is something really un- unusual going on? Absolutely. And actually, you know, you and I had a, a really good little conversation before the start of the show where you Uh, alluded to some sightings that you had yourself when you were younger and i'd really like to like to hear those and i'm sure our audience would as well so uh how about uh, some sightings from samuel j moranto well the first one and gene i think you'll get a kick out of this 1959 my uncle had a cottage up in the fox lake area i'm not sure if you've ever been up there it's the northern section of illinois and there's all these lakes they call it the channel lake area and he built a cottage up there a very nice home actually way further than i've traveled i've traveled to wisconsin illinois a lot of the upper midwest but not there you haven't been there it would be um it would be like wakanda uh, fox lake um it's very nice area so my mom, uh, who was pregnant at the time, uh, had my uncle come over and aunt picked me up and took me up there because he had to check on a well that was just drilled. 
So we get there. He's checking on the basement or some windows or something. Of course, it's a well. So, of course, Sammy's got to drop some stuff down there to, to see how far it is. I'm putting rocks down there, and, and all of a sudden, I'm getting yelled at. So I go and I run to the back of the house, which is on a channel that leads to the lake. And all of a sudden, there's a um, there's this light comes across my shoulder, my right shoulder, and it goes up and around a tree further away and takes off. And it was brilliant. It was a brilliant light. And I was extremely hot. It was heated up like electricity. And I was just staring at it. All of a sudden, my aunt comes back there and she's screaming, supposedly. She says, I've been calling you for half an hour. Where have you been? And I was right there. I have no idea what they're talking about. And it was dark out. So this freaked me out. I'm only, you know, five years old or whatever, you know, scared the hell out of me. I get in the car and I sat in the back seat, did not talk about it on the way home. Get home. I run into the house and my mother goes, aren't you going to watch? And this is a Sunday. Aren't you going to watch Dennis the Menace? Now, remember that was on Sunday, Jane? And they started in, uh, I think, in 1959 when they just started. This was probably later part of October. And scared the hell out of me. Didn't know what it was. And I never had any sort of correlation to anything resembling UFOs because I didn't know what UFOs were. My dad, on the other hand, was a music teacher. So one day he's out um, teaching piano at a, um, uh, a client out in the Palos Park area, and I'm sure you know that area. He goes out there, and uh, they're amateur astronomers. So the wife goes and says, Sam, you got to get back there and look out there in the sky. They're, they're, they're seeing something out there. So they get in the backyard and they're looking. They go, we just missed it. We just saw a bunch of UFOs. And he goes, what on earth are UFOs? And he goes, you know what those are? And he explained to my dad that they're unidentified, unidentified flying objects, goes in the house, hands him a look magazine, and one of the first books that I've ever had which was um, UFOs Are Real, I believe is what it was, or something mm -hmm. uh, like that. And he gave it to me and uh, actually gave it to my dad. So he was all excited talking about this the next morning. And that woke me up. That and, of course, the smell of uh, breakfast. And I creep out there and I'm sitting down and he was so excited. So here he is. He got these books. They give him these books. And little did they know they gave me The Adventure of Lifetime. Well, so, so this, these, okay, so you had this sighting out near the, the lakes when you were around five. Now, this this second incident where you're saying that your dad got these books and got introduced to the subject, this is around the same age? This is, it had to have been, I'm thinking, later in the 60s. And he was going to school at Roosevelt University, and um, he actually wrote uh, a, um, a talk on, on this. He had presented a paper. So this was around the 60s, late, later, or mid-60s, I would say. So how old did you, you have been then, roughly? Oh, I would have been probably nine years old. Around nine, okay. yeah, so nine did, that, did, did that open you up to talk to him about this experience you'd had at the no. uh, out near the chain, chain Lakes? 
Oh, okay. Did you ever tell them about it? I didn't talk about it till I was 20 some years old. Finally opened up talking about it uh, way afterwards. And uh, it was actually among some friends that I'm not sure why, but we started talking about things and I explained this experience that I had. And um, it wasn't that odd because uh, it was around that time that some bunch of little kids friends of ours, uh, their, their brothers and sisters, we were out late at night and uh, they come screaming and it just so happened a UFO was seen while they were uh, camping in the backyard. Let's do our break, sir. We've got more to come with Sam Maranto, with Gene and with Randall, you're in the Paracast. <laughs> listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hey listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, the Paracast dot plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out the Paracast dot plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you, too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. As Dr. Wallach says, we all have nutrient deficiencies in our diets and must supplement with 90 essential nutrients in proper balances. At no cost or obligation, get a personal certified holistic health coach to help you develop a supplement program based on Dr. Wallach's recommendations. Call Linda at 833-VITAL-90. That number to call is 833-848-2590. That's 833-VITAL-90. Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pau Diarco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus doesn't grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system. And it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. A one-pound package of tea is $34.95 plus shipping. To order, please visit ShopSuperTea.com. 
That's shop, S-H-O-P, super, S-U-P-E-R-T, T-E-A, dot com. So the complete website is shopsupertea.com. Or call us at 818-984-6100, Monday through Saturday, 9 to 5, California time. That's shopsupertea.com at 818-984-6100. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Sam, this is your first time on the show. You have to realize the expensive gear that (laughs) Randall uses to create this echo effect. It's nothing that I couldn't do in post-production, probably better, but he does it live. It costs, what, $1.50? Can't beat that. I think $1.98. Mm-hmm. Genuine spring microphone. I love it. Yeah, it's just I had no idea what I would use it for, but I thought I'll keep this around. And lo and behold, it has become a staple of my Paracast experience. That thing's great. I love it. I love the whole show. <laughs> By the way, we paid Sam a really high figure, a dollar seventy-five, to praise the show. <laughs> Sam, would you tell us more about? This case, this UFO stuff that you first experienced when you were very young. Here I was. uh, That scared the hell out of me, by the way. And do you recall Dennis the Menace, the show? No, but I well vaguely, but I do recall it was in the comic strips, you know, on in the weekend papers always. Actor's name. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Jay North was it? Yep, I think it was Jay North. Yeah, he's now sixty-nine. I don't know that he actually has done any real acting since then. Whatever happened no. to Jay North? There's a question right here. Okay. I think he got abducted. <laughs> well, you, okay, so you were watching this show. Apparently, this was one of your favorite shows, and you had undergone some missing time and yes. memory loss after memory the UFO loss. sighting in, in near Fox Lake. Now, I find yes. this really interesting. Please now, go on. Now, picture years later and being a field investigator and investigative researcher, you have to go through all the prosaic explanations. Could have been ball lightning and all of a sudden there was enough excitement or a discharge or enough electricity in the air that it actually made me unconscious during that period of time, something like that. But then there were some other episodes within that time and moving on that were really startling, something pertaining to 
more like entities. When did that start happening? How old were you then? Soon afterwards. Oh, almost okay. immediately. Almost All right. immediately. All right. Yeah, so we've so. got some, we've got a period of time then between the age of five and the age of nine. Okay. So tell us about some of these experiences then. I didn't know what these things were, and I always referred to them as the cooties. And the cootie toy was something that I'm sure Gene would remember because it looked like a, an ant, like an insectoid thing. And that's what it reminded me of. I do not remember that. That's a bit later than my time. Okay. This was, I'm trying to think, well, it would have been in that time period. And this toy was plastic. Remember the Mr. Potato Head things? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, it was like that, but it, it assembled. It looked like a big ant. Well, I'll be doggone if the darn thing didn't resemble something like that with spindly arms over my, it was over my chest, almost directly on me and large eyes. And this is basically all I remembered out of it. And the rest was basically physical where I felt uh, coldness and, and, and chills. Very, very weird. And I was always afraid to go to bed. I told my mother about it. She goes and says that it's my imagination. I had no clue what imagination meant. And when I did find out, I was very upset about it. Because this was something genuine to me. It, this is what I had seen. It wasn't part of my sleep. In fact, Randall and I were talking about the beta state and then also about uh, having episodes of, say, for instance, uh, where you're paralyzed, you know, at, at night. You're having um, nocturnal paralysis or something. It wasn't like that at all. It was very much real. Now, people always say, now, didn't you want to get a um, some sort of um, – uh, you know, go hypnotic regression and, and right, tell you the right. truth. I was, that, that you just read my mind because I was going to ask if you had, uh, yeah, seen any people who are professional uh, hypnoregression therapists uh, to see if you could, like, you know, Bud Hopkins, that kind of thing. And I never did. I've seen a, psychi I'm a psychiatrist, a hypnotist once to recover something. Uh, the uh, very important item, and it did work. By the way, I, I eventually the, the oh, trigger on mine. Yeah, so it, it whatever it is with hit, you know hypnotic regression, it did work with me. But the problem was soon afterwards. It was in 1960. My mom had that child, which was my little baby sister, and my little baby sister was very ill, and she eventually died, and she was extremely close to me. So I didn't want to go through that scenario and create a very traumatic experience because that's something that to this day I live with. And, uh, you know, you had two traumatic scenarios. Maybe the first one was just a, a prelude to get you ready for something far worse in your life. So, you know, these are the things I look at when it comes to evaluating these cases and working with as many people and working on so many cases and reports the human element is something that cannot be dismissed or dismissive and we always have to realize it's about us always because we are at any stage of the um, the interlude or the you know the experience it's always going to be the human element we are the one that's going to be receiving interpreting and eventually affected by it 
Well, no doubt. I mean, the skeptics are always out there saying, you know, well, show me the evidence. And I just say we are the evidence. Humans are the evidence. This phenomena, whatever it is, has made a point of making us the evidence and not giving us the kind of evidence that the skeptics and the scientists want. And I find that very curious. What's your take on that? Well, my, in fact, usually at the end of, end of my presentations, I always mention something to the effect that, you know, this isn't about them. It's about us. Because if we know who we, we are, what we are, and why we are, it would be like the meshing of gears. These answers would fall into place far better than anything we could comprehend without addressing the human element and knowing about us. And we are a mystery. And I think we're a beautiful mystery. You know, science says we're basically, if you look at it, an error and and replication. You know, it's just a matter of what nature decides is best going to fit the environment. And then, of course, you have religion that says we're chattel. I would hope to think that we can be or at least aspire to be something far greater than either the two of those. And that's my position on the whole thing. My journey through this is really more of an, a better understanding of us, and, um, and, and, and it has taken me along that way, and I, and I enjoy it. So how many of these types of experiences did you have between five and nine where you encountered these insectoid-like entities? I had experiences up until 1980, uh, but not as profound. Oh, okay. Um, Right. So uh, I had experiences more like um, apparitions. I remember one night I was uh, sleeping and I had the same sensation like I was being lifted out of my body, very unusual. And one could say, well, that's nocturnal paralysis, could not talk, whatever. Of course, it's in that state of paralysis. And then I looked down at the end of the bed, and there there was some sort of apparition type of thing. And I'm like, I, you know, I had a religious background and went to a seminary, a preparatory, preparatory seminary. So I was thinking with some sort of spiritual whatever the heck, because, again, I wasn't into the UFO phenomena. I was into phenomenology in general, um, but not any particular thing so or aspect, I should say. So I, I didn't know what the hell was going on. That day I was uh, at work. I was working at my uncle's machine shop. I'm sweeping the floor because I'm so freaked out by this darn experience. And my cousin gets in back, man. He starts just out of nowhere. He says, did you ever see a ghost? Startles the heck out of me. I jumped. (laughs) I jumped. I swear. Gene, you should have seen me. I jumped three feet, just like a bunny hop. Just went boom, straight forward. And he starts telling me about an experience he had that very same night uh, that involved a, a apparition in a home of one of his neighbors. And he had seen, they started talking about this ghost at his house, this gentleman's house. And sure enough, the dog started acting up. They walked in the hallway and there's this looking like a bust of a, a being, more more like a tree, like a Christmas tree, but, but a bust. It had some form to it. And it moved up the stairs and the dog chased it up there. They ran up there and then it disappeared. We're going to have to jump three feet if we don't do our break right now. 
That was bad, wasn't it? Sam, Gene, Randall, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream, a dream that turns out to be a nightmare because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Stop aging now. Restore those joints. Boost your strength. Because it's official. Nutramedical has released the most exciting, powerful anti-aging supplement on the market. Dr. Bill Deagle's Red Deer Velvet DR has been approved by the U.S. Patent Office. Imagine stem cell rejuvenation all in one capsule without huge expense. Dr. Bill MD discovered that as an unborn baby grows in the mother's womb, he or she does not deteriorate or physically age. Red Deer Velvet DR, like the uterus, provides 300 biomolecules and six hormones protected in one special DR. DR capsule that delivers lipid packages directly into your circulation. This patented technology bypasses the stomach and is released into the small bowel unaltered by digestive enzymes and stomach acid. Remember, Red Deer Velvet DR. Improve endurance, simulate your immune system, increase learning ability, and even improve sexual libido with Red Deer Velvet DR. Click NutriMedical.com. That's N-U-T-R-I Medical.com. Or call toll-free 888-212-8871 and get on the road to a newer, rejuvenated, happier you. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Strange how we move from UFOs to apparitions, but it's not strange, and it's one of the things about UFO research that isn't always covered. Sam, continue your story. So, the, you know, the thing is the paranormal, this is a good point. Hey, Sam. Yes. Let's go back to where you left off there just before the break. The dog goes up the stairs. He goes up the stairs. My co- my cousin follows him. They turn, and there's nothing there. So, and he tells me about this. Again, I'm sharing a story with you I think is very interesting. He tells me, he gets downstairs, and he says, he sits, they sit down at the table. He says, tell me more about this. And so all of a sudden, they break out this old Bible. And he said, it has to do with something about this old Bible. When we moved into the house, this was found upstairs. It wasn't found like in a drawer or anything. There was a bunch of shelves in this room above above, above them on the second shelf, on the second floor. And uh, they were clearing out the shelves, making sure they were clean. And they were putting their clothes and everything up there. There was this large chest in the room that they had, uh, you know, for moving. They got to the top, 
and they notice this old Bible. They take the old Bible, put it on top of the chest, and they go to bed that night. And, and all of a sudden, they hear this noise. And it was, you know, the like something was being moved around across the floor. They get upstairs, they open the door, and here's this this darn chest moving by itself with the Bible on top of it, moving back and forth, and it stops. Totally freaked the mouse, of course. The Bible had a lot of very unusual things in there, even uh, names of some relatives of their own relatives in there. And it was very strange that all this was in there, that things that, that seemed to fit to their family. It just opened a, a, a whole can of worms of unusual activity. One unusual thing was one day they heard uh, the doorbells ringing and opened the door and there's ringing doorbells and windows sounding like they're cracking and, and very unusual paranormal stuff. And nobody was there in each instance. The worst, I thought, was uh, they had heard what sounded like a child running around a, a picket fence with a stick making that noise. And they went to their to the uh, uh, the porch and that enclosed enclosed porch with a latticed wood latticed across the uh, entire inside. And here there was a stick running across in midair, running across the inside. And that totally freaked them out. It was soon thereafter that they got fed up with this. And one night it was the uh, sewing machine, the, the pedals of an, an ancient, you know, these old antique sewing machines started taking off. He was waking up in the middle of the night, stopping it. And finally, the gentleman yelled at it and told it to stop doing it. Everything stopped. It was quiet. And all of a sudden, a gust of wind comes flying into the room and only on his side of the bed lifts up the sheet. His hair was standing up and all his clothes were rustling. And it was almost perfect for a movie. I'm seeing a movie in my mind as you're describing this. It's, oh, wow. That, yeah, that's that would send chills for sure. So for a, some period of time, that that was a, about 1970, I think it was 1971, I had this real interest into the paranormal. And UFOs were really outside the parameter of anything I had an interest at all. Uh, so I had an interest in the paranormal. I always had an interest in unusual topics, unusual things. And history, love history. My uncles were big into telling uh, stories of, of, of unusual things around the area, and even family stories. Uh, there was an uncle that had supposedly died that would show up and, and sit at the table and have to, have to explain to him that he was dead. So his apparition would show up. And all these unusual things, and I thought it was just purely a matter of maybe being part Sicilian, that it was, uh, or actually it was the Calabrese side of the family, it was just an Italian thing that they had all these unusual stories. Then I find out there is such a thing as the paranormal. Yeah, and there is such things about uh, apparitions and ghosts and all these unusual things. So I took an interest into par the whole paranormal realm of all these different things. And uh, it was much later that um, uh, I would say uh, maybe about 12 years old or, or no, I'd say even longer than that. that I took an interest in, in UFOs. Um, I started investigating UFOs in about uh, the 1980s. There was a sighting out here in Lamont, Illinois, that really took my interest. And that really piqued me into uh, taking a, a closer look at it. Some police officers had a sighting in Lamont. And then in 1997, 
Um, there was a sighting in um, it was in the Orland Park Palis area, going all the way south towards Joliet, where a cluster of, of orbs together, much looking like a cluster of grapes, was being seen. And that's how it looked when it landed. Uh, it flew over the uh, over the expressway. It was I uh, I eighty, and a gentleman who was a pilot had seen it. And it was his interview. I, I was listening to him uh, to the radio and I was listening to this interview. And he owned a shop. It was called the Magic Bean, I believe it was in Tinley. So I went over there, immediately started interviewing him. I went to the county to get up get the maps of the the whole area, bought the maps, the aerial maps, started laying everything out, the path. And it was at that point that I met two uh, field investigators from MUFON. One was the assistant state director. Billioni and uh, Sumerowski. So we went through the map, and it was at that point he asked me, and he says, why don't you become a member and um, consider being a field investigator? Now, mind you, that was 1997. So it took me some time to really decide to do it, and it was in 2000, I think, is where I submitted to become a, a field investigator. But I'd already been doing field work and interviewing people. Uh, but not in a disciplined manner. And that's where I started to take a disciplined role was becoming a field investigator. And that was in 2001. So, uh, yeah. Sam, did, did you take go through their whole course then where, you you know, they have the big black book there that it's, it's quite a, a, a grueling course, actually, to become a field investigator with MUFON. Did you go through all of that? Yes. In fact, you know what? The first time I had an old book. That was given to me. And then, they, and then the gentleman helping me gave me the wrong sheet. So I filled it out, sent it in. Of course, I flunked. And I'm like, that was pretty pretty, pretty disheartening because oh. I know this stuff really well. And then uh, we get everything correct. I have the right sheet. I have the right book. I have everything together. And what I'm going to do is make sure when I take this test, I'm going to write it out on a sheet of paper, then transfer it into the boxes, make sure everything correct. Wrong move. The answer sheet, the wrong move, because I skipped one of the spots. So here we go again, and I flunked it the second uh, time. Uh, I felt so bad. I'm like, what an idiot. And I looked there. I missed one of the things, and I moved up, and I go, I know what I did. I goofed it up. Third time, I just did everything so methodical, and I nailed it. And, uh, you know, I was very happy. Met a lot of interesting people. The cases that I worked on, I worked, and, and what I found, it was like baptism by fire. Right off the bat, one of the first things I worked on was the Rockford mass sightings in 1999. And in fact, the, the mass sightings in, in Rockford started in 1999 to 2001. Now, some of these mass sightings, I'd have to say, may very well have been hoaxes. So you need to sort out what seems to be legitimate and what does not. Peter Davenport also received volumes of reports. In fact, he's received more reports on that those sightings than, than we did. Um, and he also received some very nice footage, some uh, videotapes. And this was during the period, period where videotapes were just coming out. And I think you gentlemen remember there was a myriad of different formats and Everything from beta to the small, uh, what was it, the eight millimeter on, uh, uh, mm -hmm. on high eight, yeah. high eight, and so many different versions.
Part of that, of course, was film and part of it was video. But the video formats, beta and VHS, really go back to probably the 80s. But you see, I grew up with three-quarter inch tape. We got more to come with Sam, Gene, and Randall. You're in the Paracast. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Attention business owners body slammed by overwhelming debt. If your business is in trouble, hassled by creditors, if you're frustrated, finally fed up with big business bailouts while your business has been left for dead, please listen close. There's a brand new fast track bankruptcy. Some have even called it the biggest small business bailout in American history. Designed for individuals and their businesses. And look, almost no one knows about this yet. My attorney wasn't even aware of it. The truth is, beating the system has never been easy because it's rigged in a sense against the little guy. But here's the jaw-dropping news nobody's talking about. They've literally just changed the system so that you can beat it. But only if you understand how the new game has to be played. Find out if you qualify at pocketsoflight.com. This government-backed small business repair program is still legal, but may not be renewed after the election. Fight back fairly. Fight back ethically at pocketsoflight.com. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. You hear the headlines. You know health insurance is a real mess right now. Premiums have skyrocketed, and in most cases, you're stuck with your plan until open enrollment. But there's a government rule that allows you to qualify for lower health insurance rates if your life has changed. That means if you've changed jobs, if you're having a child, if you're getting married, if you're getting divorced, even if you run a small business or you're self-employed, this law may qualify you to get lower health insurance rates. Call the health insurance hotline today learn how this 10-minute call can help you get lower health insurance rates this is a free service to help consumers learn the laws to help them qualify for lower health insurance rates so call right now to learn more 800-670-0946 800-670-0946 call 800-670-0946 800-670-0946 
Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I help thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So Sam Maranto joining us this week, and he's talking about his first big investigation this is Rockford, Illinois, correct? 1999 to 2001? Yep. For those who haven't been steeped in this particular case, let's spend some time on the highlights. Well, here it is. It's a mass sighting. And Gene, as you know, this is my favorite thing, mass sightings, because where do you get your most highly credible degree of perspectives and vantage points when you have a bunch of people looking at the same thing at the same time from various perspectives and various vantage points. You have a cross-section of, of a demographic. You have people with various lexicons as far as knowledge. And the other thing is you get people coming out talking about their experience that would normally not show up. You get a higher caliber of witness. The reason why is they'll come out and talk and say, yeah, I saw this, but they won't necessarily make a, a determination uh, as far as what it was they saw. In other words, they won't jump the fence and say, oh, it was something from another planet or it was a UFO. They'll just give you the details, and that's what you want. You don't want the interpretation. You want the information, and that's what you want to gather from each and every one of these people. The other thing was there was video for the first time ever that it, at least here we had videotape going on the news and they're showing it and what they were seeing was um, clusters of lights illuminations very brilliant and mind you now this was 1999 and it happened on new year's eve so the first thing one could think well they're sending up chinese sky lanterns which by the way were not popular at that point these were not Chinese sky lanterns. They were seen all over the place. It wasn't just Rockford. It was the Quad Cities. In fact, there were some reports in the Isle of Man that day. There were reports all over the place, all over the globe. It wasn't just there. But this mass cluster was 12 illuminations in the sky, divisible. It seemed like all of these events were divisible by three. Each of these sightings were divisible by three. So what I did with some of this footage was able to slow it down and watch it. And you can tell that it seems as though they are in uniform patterns of three, as if you had an isosceles triangle and you had your thumb at the bottom, let's say your index finger and your middle finger out, and you have it moving around. So what's happening is it's always maintaining the same geometric pattern and the only thing that changes is the, the perspective of the witness. 
And now, if you have multiple people from various vantage points seeing it, say, 90 degrees away or directly across, and if you had that footage together simultaneously, you could get a three-dimensional interpretation of what is actually going on. So that was the first mass sighting case. The next case that came into play was, of course, and everybody knows this one, the Southern Illinois case, which happened uh, on January 4th and 5th in Southern Illinois, where the police officers chased that object. And it went through Southern Illinois into Missouri. And there was actually three objects, not just one. There was the large isosceles, more of an equilateral, and a square object looking like a flying house or a large building with, with uh, the one gentleman, Mr. Knoll, said it looked like it had windows in the back. And it's these panels of illuminations, which not necessarily are lights, but uh, light is, you know, it's self-luminous. And this large box type rectangular thing was flying along, and he's seen it. Another gentleman's seen it the next day in Missouri. And uh, police officers seen the equilateral, I believe is what it was. That was actually seen by a bunch of police officers in Missouri, multiple police officers uh, from various towns watched it. And they, there, are, there is a recording of them relaying from Dupo, I believe, to Milstadt or vice versa. And we did a calculation. It was moving at about uh, Mach 13, as I recall, from point to point. And this was stationary, then all of a sudden taken off. And a gentleman, one of the police officers was directly underneath it. You could hear him. He says, talking to the uh, girl at dispatch and saying that, you know, can, do you see it? And the guy goes and says, yes, it's directly above me. And it's massive. It's huge. So, I mean, these were the things that were going on in the early 2000 in Illinois. But then in 2004, which I refer to as the year of the weird, is where we had everything just go haywire. And that was the Tinley Park mass sightings. There were multiple nights, but two in particular that we spent a lot of time doing the investigation and valuation of the videotapes. Go to the videotape. Well, the 2000, the first one in 2004 was August 21st. August 21st was the day that they had the Air and Water Show downtown, and I'm, you may have attended one of those events. And I think they had 2 million-some people attendees. It was huge. And so the Air and Water Show, you have all the military, you, have the, you know, beautiful Air Force. You had the um, uh, uh, Blue Angels were out there in F-18s, which are stripped-down F-18s. Um, and so they're a lot lighter. That evening playing at what is now uh, the Midwest Concert Center, Midwest Bank Concert Center, at that time was called a Tweeter Center, which is right off of I-80. It's a large outdoor uh, theater uh, for uh, concerts. And if you were to look from as high as 35 uh, miles up, you could see it as some sort of monolith. It's huge. Uh, and this is in Tinley Park. Playing there that night was none other than Ozzy Osbourne. And, of course, if something strange is going to happen, Ozzy's going to be around, right? <laughs> I suppose. So that or else the uh, Blue Oyster Cult or something. But all of a sudden that evening, 
summer's around it was after 10 so it was probably quarter uh quarter to 11 10 30 it was such a beautiful evening everybody's outside they're having their picnics block parties on and on and on barbecues not a cloud in the sky they're having the concert concerts letting out people are going on to the expressway all of a sudden they're noticing this configuration of these three brilliant red cherry lights in the sky in a configuration of an isosceles triangle or a straight line, depending on how it's rotating, like a column of lights. And all it is purely the perspective of the observer. All of a sudden, animals start barking. First thing, dogs start going crazy, coyotes going nuts. Few people also found out or also noticed that their walkie-talkies, remember the Nextel phones with the walkie-talkie attached to it? I can tell tech stories about that because Nextel was purchased by Sprint in one of the most ill-thought maneuvers ever because they could never get the thing to properly integrate with their network. Sam, Gene, and Randall, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. Silverlungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at Silverlungs.com. That's Silverlungs.com. Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Now, there is Reveal. Beverly Hills celebrity dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman took nearly a decade to develop Reveal from natural botanicals to return to a full body head of hair. Reveal for men and women with a 30-day money-back guarantee at GCNLife.com or toll-free 844-443-6637. 844-443-6637. Reveal at GCNLife.com. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden with no campaign events on Saturday. The former vice president will be in North Carolina on Sunday. Meanwhile, President Trump with a busy day of campaigning on Saturday, spending part of his day in Wisconsin and Michigan. So what all of the lawless rioters and flag burners have in common is that they're desperate to try and have a victory. Ask yourself this question. Do you want to vote for the candidate supported by anti-American rioters, which he is? Or do you want to vote for the candidate supported by the heroes of law enforcement in virtually every instance? The Supreme Court agreed to review a Trump administration effort to exclude illegal aliens from the 2020 census count that is used to decide congressional seats. USA Radio News. 
Employees of social media companies are encouraged to make political donations, and one nonprofit group has a breakdown. USA Radio Network's Val Dior has the details. Facebook and Twitter employees have sent more than 90% of political donations to Democrats so far in 2020. That amount includes all federal donations from Facebook and Twitter employees this year based on records available through OpenSecrets.org, a research group that tracks money in politics by the nonprofit Center for Responsive Politics. And analysis from the conservative watchdog group Media Research Center found the employees at both tech giants contributed millions in individual donations and in political action committee or PAC donations. He was born in the USA, but Bruce Springsteen says if President Trump wins another term in office, he'll be on the next plane to Australia. Springsteen making the comments in an interview with Australia's Daily Telegraph. You're listening to USA Radio News. Have you heard the warning from the dead doctors don't lie guy? I'm talking about Dr. Joel Wallach. He says if you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol or high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, or other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. That's what he says. He has a free lecture revealing what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in his free lecture called Deadly Recipe. You want it free? Call him toll free at 855-79-YOUNG. You ready? 855-79-YOUNG. Dr. Joel Wallach, the dead doctors don't lie guy says there's no reason why we shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. This is Robert Hastings, author of UFOs and Nukes, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So we know, Sam, that when strange things are afoot, and not just the next tell walkie-talkies, but dogs and other animals will react. Let's go on with this case. So all of a sudden, we're asking these people, and that night, by the way, was a week after our anniversary, and we went up to Halifax, and on the way back, this is August 21st, and we were out of town coming back from Halifax, this was during these hurricane seasons. Again, you're the weird. And why I call it that for many different reasons. One reason is that we had so many climatic, unusual things taking place. 13 major storms, hurricanes, just in the Caribbean. We also had the, uh, that was the year that we also had the Sumatran earthquake and tsunami. But there were other things. There were earthquakes in, in California, very concern, uh, disconcerting ones, and other events. Getting back to this August 21st, uh, that evening, Julie woke up and she said, did you hear that? And I'm like, what the hell is she talking about? You know, it's been one week after we, we had our 25th anniversary. I think the warranty's up and I don't know what I'm going to do on her. You know, it's we got a problem here. She's talking about some, hearing something and it was real strange. She's walking around. I've never seen her act like this in 25 years. So we get up the next morning. I keep the phone off at night because it's too disturbing. If anybody dies, they call 911, whatever. 
So I turn on the phone. I have so many messages. Peter Davenport's calling me. Dave Mahler's calling me. I'm like, what the heck happened last night? And here I find out a mass sighting took place on the 21st that evening. They're calling me and they where were you? We're calling you and blah, blah, blah. So I'm taking on the names of the witnesses. And immediately I started calling to set up some appointments to interview some people. Very first person I met was a single woman with a two-year-old child. And from her vantage point, which was a second-story apartment, she was looking south, and she noticed these objects coming in from southwest, these very brilliant lights. Actually, she didn't see them. It was her two-year-old son who went absolutely ballistic. And he's like, what is this little kid's going, Mom, you got to come here. Look, look, look. She gets over there. She's looking outside, and she's seeing these three lights moving across the sky, pretty high in the sky. She calls her uncle in Colorado and asks him if he could see them in the sky and ask him what they are. He says, no, I can't see them. So it has to be substantially lower. It's not in outer space. We had so many calls, so many witnesses. Then all of a sudden, we're starting to get the videotapes. T.J. Japkin shows up. He comes over to the condo. The open door comes in. He goes, you're going to love what I got. Meet the guy, sit down, put the uh, videotape in. And sure enough, here is this configuration in the sky, three illuminations moving in a clockwise rotation. I played it back, played forward, played black, played it forward. And he goes, look at what are these three things? And I look and I go, I think this is one thing. Watch it. And sure enough, everything moves in direct, directly corresponding to its ratio moving around, say, an apex. All it is is pitching you on row and uh, roll. That's it. And it's moving around. And it's solid. I'm thinking it's solid. So at that point, I'm thinking there's a probability that it's not three independent objects, but one. The other unusual aspect of that is absolutely no airplanes in the sky. None. Zilch. Nothing. Now, mind you, this is Tinley Park, just south of Chicago. Rarely do you look up in the sky, maybe for a period of the most eight minutes, not see a plane. There was none, not one plane in the air for a period of two hours. This scared the hell out of people simply because they weren't thinking UFOs. They were thinking terrorists. This is only three years away from what, 9-11. So they were frightened. And little kids were saying UFOs, but adults were thinking, no, this could be something really treacherous. So we started collecting the um, the videotapes. People started calling in, started doing a lot of interviews with the newspapers. They were getting calls. And of course, when they called into such places as the news stations, uh, the weathermen were saying it was, of course, the usual thing as the Aurora Borealis calling the uh, uh, the Adler Planetarium, same scenario, it's the Aurora Borealis, and that was the excuse for Rockford, too. You know, it's a, a disturbance on the sun affecting the ionosphere, blah, blah, blah. And 90% of the people haven't a clue what he's talking about, so that has to be the explanation. The police, we had police officers talk to us. One gentleman came over, we sat down with him, and of course, everything has to be confidential. And he said his sergeant was watching this. He was directly underneath it, and there were objects coming in and out of the configuration. 
Therefore, it must be something solid, and things are coming in and out of it. The size of this, one gentleman, uh, we took a location, we did triangulation from multiple points to do the triangulation and uh, figure out the height of, of where it was at a specific time. Uh, one, doc, one gentleman was a doctor, he's a heart surgeon, and he, we sat there and I said, now in your mind's eye from point to point, figure out how big it is. And he put his arms up and I have a photograph of that and it was approximately three feet. And Vic Connor did the calculations and estimated that object could have been as big as um, 2,000 some feet in length. And it sat there perfectly still and moved silently, no sound whatsoever across the section, the, the southern section here of of uh, the metropolitan area. It was seen not just here. It was seen in British Columbia. It was seen in the um, Adriatic. It was seen a few days afterwards, and actually two of them, in Melbourne, Australia, where there's video. So uh, we had this flying about the whole area from Canada uh, to the East Coast uh, to down in Texas and into Melbourne. And it appears there were two of these objects, not just one. Now, mind you, again, that date was August the 21st. The second observation or mass sighting was Halloween night. Okay, let's just pause for a brief second there before we go on to the next one, because this is really quite fascinating for me. I have not gone into this sighting in this much detail. I'm... You're blowing my mind here. We're talking about a sighting now of what sounds to me like two motherships. I think this, this that is that this is, is big. These are big. Um, and then with the, other ships coming in and out of them. Oh, yes. Yes. And, and the funny thing is, with with the large triangles, they're always in accompaniment of other things like the orange orbs, the large orange orbs that you've heard about time and time again, or the cherry red ones, but more so the orange, large orange orbs. And seen by more than, well, in this case, not just two or three people, but I mean, how many other people do you, do you think were observing oh, the same had, object? If you were to say hundreds, that would be, that would be such a liberal, very, very liberal estimate. It could have been thousands. Definitely on on the uh, Halloween sighting because we had so many people out in the street. The police were concerned about people stopping in the street. They okay, were stopping. Okay, okay. okay, so now now we're talking about two huge motherships coming into Earth and releasing smaller ships. It sounds like they're on some kind of reconnaissance mission or something. Uh, nighttime sightings, so you can't see it really super clearly, but there are definitely these three marker lights of some kinds and by the way i'm looking at a picture online right now and this is a pretty clear picture of these lights it's not just fuzzy i mean we can't tell that there's something in between them in the picture but this is an amazing sighting before we get on with this sighting which is very much like the classic cases of years ago we're talking about mother ships and smaller craft emerging from it We've got Sam, Gene, and Randall. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today.
Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Do you want to give you and your loved ones premium nutrition right now? Hi, I'm Jamil Bookaboo from TeamGaday.com and the GCN Longevity Health Team. Get your premium nutrition formulated by world-renowned naturopathic doctor, Dr. Joel Wallach at Wholesale, or also become a distributor and earn income while supporting this broadcast. Go to TeamGaday.com via the shopping cart or contact form, and I'll get back to you with support personally. That's TeamGaday.com with Longevity. TeamGaday.com. We've all seen and perhaps use the alcohol-based hand sanitizers. Have you noticed how it dries your skin, and as soon as the alcohol evaporates, it's no longer effective? GCNteam.com has alcohol-free antibacterial soap and foam, meeting or exceeding all requirements set forth by the United States Food and Drug Administration. Come to GCNteam.com keyword antibacterial, or call 877-878-4203. Hey folks, Tom D. for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, ghosts, zombies, UFOs, crop circles, and more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people who seek a little more than the other dating services offer. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and you want to connect with others, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. So many people want to share their experiences with the paranormal, the afterlife, the unusual, and this is the place to meet and share common interests with those of like minds. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com. That's ParanormalDate.com. Use the code word GEORGE and start meeting others. Get going now and connect with someone you like. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-215-1727. 800-215-1727. That's 800-215-1727. 
Marie D. Jones, the author of This Book is from the Future, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So before Sam continues with his descriptions, Randall, any further comments or questions? No, that's really good. I just wanted to recap that a little bit because uh, when we get talking about these things, it sounds like, oh, yeah, you know, yawn, yawn, another UFO sighting. But hang on. Let's just wait a minute. I mean, if this craft was up to 2,000 feet in length, I mean, okay, the skeptics are going to say it's up in the sky. We don't know for sure. But given all of the number of witnesses, it was big. Even if it wasn't necessarily 2,000 feet, we're still talking about a mothership with other ships coming in and out of it. Two of them that are seen by hundreds of people. That, that is absolutely amazing. And what I find so credible about it, Randall, is all the tapes, if you lay them out, and that's what we've done, lay them out, and the photographs, and, and you could see that, no, this is more than likely a solid object. And speaking with some of the other witnesses who were very close to it, where it hovered, and they were directly underneath, they says, no, it was solid. And what it was doing was portraying the field of view above it as if it was a field of, of uh, mm-hmm. stars, was portraying it beneath okay. it. Okay, so it was it had some sort of active camouflage, and and that it, we've heard that about a number of other sightings, and that can explain a lot about how these objects are able to seemingly vanish. I know valet that gave him cause to think that maybe they were going in and out of another dimension, but I'm thinking not so much. I think we're talking active camouflage here. Okay, so this is a fascinating account just on its own. Uh, Let's move on to October 31st, I believe you were saying, around Halloween. There was a, a recurrence of this. Yes, what happened was on October 31st, TJ again, who was done some fantastic he he was lucky enough to have two days of, of footage a few people actually what we did is we started to get people interested in being proactive in other words don't just be an observer work in tandem with other people so we could get footage from various uh, we want various angles we want different perspectives vantage points and we want narration Explain what you're seeing. Explain what's going on. And I'll be doggone if they didn't do it. They were fantastic. Uh, Sam, sorry to interject here. I I do have to play the skeptic here a little bit, though. Okay, so if we have three independent lights, we know today that we can do all kinds of amazing things with drones. You can have drone swarms. You can have them moving in exactly what kind of a formation that you want. It could give this sort of an impression of a single object. Well, now, if you know someone says that they saw the object fly over and they could see the stars through it, wouldn't that be just as much reason to think that they're separate objects as that they're one object? Because you could see between the lights and see the stars above it. So how did they know it was a projection and it wasn't actually the stars? The angle or the edge was in, would blur when it was moving. It didn't look quite right. And there were other illuminations in there 
that had nothing to do with lights. In other words, what they were seeing as red, uh, when it was directly over them, it wasn't red. It was a multitude of lights. But from a distance, all your eye is seeing, because it's the longer range of the spectrum, is the red. So in other words, it was a configuration of all sorts of lights, of not just lights, you'd say illuminations, and that there were other patterns and other illuminations in there. There was also a laser. I remember one photo was a laser type of beam coming out of it from the, the, the front, I guess it would be the front. This is also during the time period where police or, or the uh, they were concerned about um, pilots having getting hit with laser beams inside their uh, inside the cockpits. I mean, there's still jokers out there that will shine them at aircraft that they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. The green would be the ones that would usually be the uh, the astronomy, uh, you know, for astronomy because we have, we're big in astronomy out here yeah. in our group. But this was red lights too. That were being that were uh, hitting the inside. So I'm not sure if that was anything to do with it, but it's curious. the The other thing is at a distance, uh, we had people looking outside. Let's say, for instance, Tilly Park's very it's 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 probably the most illuminated area south of the, of the loop. It has enough lighting. You have uh, uh, I-80 running from east to west, so you have a lot of illumination. This was directly over it, and people looking from further away where you don't have that light pollution could easily see an edge when it was when there was enough illumination. In other words, they felt this was a solid object. Any three points of light in the sky will make a triangle. That was, in fact, the first thing I said when I did Dateline. We, we did a, um, a show for Dateline uh, special. So this is something that's automatic. Your brain sees patterns. It's normal. That's what it's supposed to do. And that was my concern when they showed me the footage that here we have three lights in the sky. Someone put flares on balloons. It's just some sort of nonsense. And then all of a sudden I'm playing it back. No, it's maintaining its same. All it's doing, it's a matter of rotation. It's actually, it's, you know, pitch, uh, pitch roll and yaw. So it's, it's, it's the same. It is staying. There's something holding each of these points in space time. That alone is unique and interesting. Back to the drones. You can program drones to do something like that. The problem is this is seen not just here, but all around the world. Not just here. They were up there for some length of time, maintaining altitude. A drone can only be up for X period of time, even military drones, and we were pretty well versed on those by that time. And, you know, these weren't military drones. This was something very, very unique. The other thing is we have all these other unusual bits of oddities going on, no air traffic. That is really a curiosity in and of itself. Did you guys attempt to talk to the air traffic control people to find out if they had picked up anything on the radar and were directing air traffic away from the area? Yes. In fact, the police did, too, uh, wondering what's going on. And uh, on August 31st, when we had it happen again, and it happened earlier, it was almost like 7 o'clock, I believe, Earlier, you you said you did contact air traffic. What did they tell you? 
Well, I didn't contact him the first time because I still on the premise that it may have been a, a hoax. I would have pulled a FOIA if I didn't. And that's what I did. I pulled a FOIA on the um, October 31st for the Halloween. And my FOIA ended up, <laughs> uh, apparently, it was faxed to Midway because that's the closest airport where I wanted to get the information from. And apparently, they faxed it from Area 5 out there. And it was submitted on time. You only have 15 days to submit your FOIA uh, for, for radar data. And um, when they got it, supposedly, there was nobody there because that person was on maternity leave. And I'm like, this is not the way it works. No. Right. So I called down to Dallas and had a conversation. And the person I spoke to, they said, Sam, you know, if there was anything up there, if there was something, if there was a a UFO, you're not going to get that information and i figured as much the other unusual thing and i think you're going to appreciate this the radar data as far as weather data because we pull weather data too when i called in for the weather data they go this is weird it just so happened around i think it was 345 to nine o'clock i think is, is what it was Absolutely no radar data. They go, there's no data. There's nothing. It's gone. Isn't that just convenient? Yeah. Yeah. Well, if it's that big, if it's an object that big, you're first of all going to have it squelched out on your on your um, uh, aviation radar. You're not going to have it picked up. It's going to squelch out as being a weather pattern. So the weather pattern would pick it up, and it would, what the heck is this? You know, it would show on the weather data. Uh, the weather radar, and that was gone. It, that's really interesting. And then, of course, still, I mean, at something that large, that size, there's sure there's civilian radar, which has the filters, but what about the military? Before yeah. we have those answers, we've got to have the pause that refreshes. That's a bad pun, isn't it? <laughs> Sam, Gene, Randall, you're in the Paracast. <laughs> for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S dot com. 
Bags under the eyes, crow's feet, fine lines and wrinkles are things adults complain about as they age. Now, there's Instantly Ageless. It works in minutes and is great for men and women. Here's a clip from the Rachel Ray Show testing the results of Instantly Ageless. Board-certified dermatologist Dr. Whitney Bowe. If you're looking to try to turn back the clock on a budget, you know, in the privacy of your own home, but actually there's some recent technologies emerging, almost like changes the behavior of the skin while it sits on the skin. She went off to try a product called Instantly Ageless. Yeah. Instantly, you could see a difference. Even the cameraman were like, wow, look at the difference. Yeah. I mean, but I would definitely use this product. This product, within minutes of applying it, it was actually a very dramatic rejuvenation. Try Instantly Ageless today at GCNLife.com. That's GCNLife.com. 30-day money-back guarantee and preferred price discount at GCNLife.com. That's GCNLife.com. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We are immersed in some really fascinating UFO cases. And as I listen to this, Sam Baranto, I kind of think I'm back in 1952. And we had all sorts of incredible cases. Go on, please. 1952, Gene, was that the most remarkable stuff? And people have, so many people have no clue how unusual that whole year was all along the East Coast. Oh, boy. We'll get to that for sure. This is one that I've I've not heard in this much detail from a person uh, in MUFON who is a trained investigator who's talked to the witnesses and investigated it. So this is just an absolute treat for me. So please go on. This is the fun thing about it. I immediately called, you know, uh, uh, Mark Rodiger from KUFOS, right? KUFOS, very, mm-hmm. very well-respected uh, organization for sure. So I get a hold of Mark. I had Dave Marler. I don't know how many of us were up here. So we had multiple organizations, multiple experts, and very experienced people. Dave Marler worked on the Southern Illinois case and many others. He wrote the book on uh, triangular UFOs, an estimate of the, the situation that he spent 20 years just working on triangular cases. So he was up here. He was a state director. Mark was here. We had well, probably about five more field investigators. We all met and we had a meeting regarding this. And then we met at KUFOS too. And uh, Dr. Swords came in. He was there, in fact, doing some research. And he goes, well, first thing we got to do is we got to check out any lights, any sort of thing that could be responsible. And he's going on and on and on. And Mark's just staring at me and he's smiling and I'm smiling back at him. And he goes, he says, Mike, we have tons of video. He goes, what? (laughs) We have video. So he was totally freaked out by that. Oh, yes. So he's a good researcher, too. Like, he's right up there on the top of my list of people who are, like, believable, incredible when it comes to doing UFO research, for sure. When we played that video for him, these segments, and he just, just couldn't believe it. We actually have video. And it was very interesting. Again, um, before we go on, where can our listeners see the video? You could see some of it in 
what was the i'm trying to get the uh, correct one ufo hunters series two uh 201 invasion illinois i was a consultant for season two season two and three i on five episodes that one is very good you could see uh tj's clip i have a segment of tj's clip all right can you put stuff up on your site to actually show video at all or anything totally okay because i've got a very good segment that would be nice to put up there you know what i think we're going to do here is if it's something that's not posted elsewhere we'll stick it in the paracast plus section to accompany our after the paracast podcast with you this way we get people to have a look at that let's go on because there are other cases in illinois i want to cover here before we move on to the next show go ahead so here we are, people are outside, and we had, and the funny thing is, remember I mentioned that uh, 1997 case with the pilot seeing that object fly over from Payless into New Lenox and into, um, it looked like a cluster of grapes. He was a private pilot. He had footage and seen this on October 31st. So I met with him, and he was blown away. He's, this was very strange. And, uh, in fact, his footage was on the news. The volume of witnesses, and, and the other thing is the perspective and the vantage points, they were saying things differently. In the old section of downtown Tinley, on the, um, I believe it was the first night, they were seeing, yes, it was the first night, they were seeing clusters of three red illuminations in each corner, not just one illumination, three. Another gentleman who was using a telescope and his um, sighting scope, seeing three illuminations in each corner. So it's it's far more complex than just one simple explanation. The same goes when you see the orange orbs, and you've heard about the orange orbs. I've actually seen the orange orb on May the 2nd, I believe it was on Friday, uh, May the 2nd, 2003, the year before. Julie pointed it out when we were driving. It was about 940 in the evening, and it was sitting directly over a intersection of 159th and the Grange Road, southeast corner, that would be looking directly towards Tinley Park. These are adjacent towns. This object was in the sky. We had a 13-mile-an-hour northerly wind, and it sat static in the sky. There were discharges that looked like electrical discharges sparking off of it and oozing from the bottom were smaller, uh, uh, same color, which would be like the setting sun, that reddish-orange, nothing like that in the sky except for the sun, exact same color. And these smaller droplets were coming out. Julie watched it. I had a drive, and it started to move. And as it moved from the perfectly static position, it sat there for, who knows, a minute, and then it moved. And as it moved, it was going through the Doppler It was going through all the colors. It was going through the complete range of colors till it was white and off in the distance in a southwesterly direction. And it was gone within a matter of a few minutes. It was a slow motion, moving slowly and very deliberate. Um, I called the police department that night, the non-emergency number, and told them about what I'd seen and asked if any reports came in. They laughed at me, first of all, and I says, no, I'm dead serious. This is what I saw, and this is what I do. I just needed to know if any reports came in. He says, nothing yet. 
So all of a sudden, around 11-something, I get a call. I go, Mr. Moranto, uh, what you've seen was children with balloons. And like he was reading a script. Right. Yeah, like, he was, like he was reading a script. And I go, who told you to tell me that? And he gets real close to the phone. He says, I can't tell you. <laughs> well, the very next day, a friend of mine, or a neighbor, in fact, was an auxiliary officer. He comes over to the house and he says, you have no idea. Something strange happened last night. This was in another adjacent town. Their police department had people come in, grab grab anything that was pertaining to this as far as any reports. And uh, it was totally out of uh, uh, any procedural, uh, normal procedural uh anything. It was just weird. So again, I met when we had these meetings, we had these meetings. uh, We had um, uh, a meeting on the Tinley Park sightings. These we met three groups of people that seen this other sighting on the very same night we did. How odd is that? That May 2nd sighting, May 2nd or 3rd, 2003. So, um, Randall, are you able to hear me? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. So, it was something very strange. Um, and again, there's all these correlations with other reports. And see, this seems to be a problem in ufology. We get a lot of indie rep- independent reports. The problem is we don't now know how to assemble them in such a manner to make a case for these unusual oddities. And one of those oddities I'd like to mention is a horseshoe-shaped craft with a boom. Now, Gene, do you recall stories about horseshoe-shaped crafts with booms and, and a round-type round objects on top of it? Um, you've heard about those, correct? Yes, among the many shapes and sizes of UFOs, I've definitely heard of some with horseshoe shapes. Well, that was associated when two th- in the on um, uh, no, the Halloween night sightings. There were multiple objects, not just a large triangle, but these horseshoe-shaped craft. In addition to the orange, massive orange orbs, one gentleman was talking to his his son-in-law, and they are, I think, it's five miles apart. We're going to have a lot more time apart if we don't do our break now. You see how bad a segue that is. I always like to boast about the worst segues in the world. Sam Moranto, Gene Steinberg, Jay Randall Murphy, you're in the Paracast. Hello, Paracast people. I'm Greg Carlwood, the host of the Higher Side Chats podcast, an uninterrupted and action-packed interview-based show where I talk to some of the brightest minds for our troubled times about all things paranormal, occult, esoteric, and conspiratorial. After 10 years, we've heard it all. Alien moon bases, archons, hollow earth, technocratic and biomedical agendas, magic, mind control, and Lovecraftian monsters. Oh my. Usually, the first hour of the show is free, and the second hour is for members who sign up for the Higher Side Chats Plus at $8 a month. But praise be, we're giving Paracast listeners two free weeks of Plus when you use the all-caps coupon code PARACAST. Go to thehiresidechats.com, sign up with the code PARACAST, and dive into the nearly never-ending archive of great interviews I've been lucky enough to get over the years, from David Politis to David Icke, and many, many guests not named David. Check it out. You're going to love it. All right, Gene, was that good? Can we use that one? 
Are you ready for what's next? It's likely coming. More food shortages, power outages, grocery stores closed, social unrest. Ask yourself, do you have enough food and supplies on hand to last at least 30 days? Most Americans do not, but you can. Avoid the panic of the last-minute rush. Order your four-week supply of emergency food today from MyPatriotSupply.com. Starvation or dependency on the government are your only alternatives. Avoid those and the pain of being unprepared. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. Build your emergency food supply with meals that last up to 25 years in storage, shipped discreetly to your door. Folks that know what's coming are using today to prepare. There's time for you to do the same. That's MyPatriotSupply.com, the original Patriot Preparedness Company. MyPatriotSupply.com Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp-made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. There's so much hand sanitizer on the market, but beware. Not all hand sanitizers are created equal. That's why you want to use 2020 Safe Hand Sanitizer. You can trust the hand sanitizer on 2020safe.net to be made with the highest quality ingredients. American made with American ingredients employing Americans. Log on now to 2020safe.net and order your one liter today. Normally $29.99, but reduced to $19.99. So hurry while supplies last and receive a bonus. That's right. You'll receive a 30-count bottle of Immune Booster, a $39.95 value, free, by using code GCN at checkout. Right now, click 2020safe.net. That's 2020safe.net to get our one-liter bottle of high-quality hand sanitizer with your free bonus. A 30-count bottle of Immune Booster, valued at $39.95. Remember to enter GCN at checkout. And the bonus is yours, free, 2020safe.net. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. walloffire.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Let's throw some horseshoes with Sam. Go ahead, please. So this one guy's driving down the road and he's he's in a truck. Well, first of all, how I got in contact with him or him with me is I got a call. In fact, for about three months, all I was doing was answering the phone, meeting people and taking reports and looking over video. It was insane. This one day I got a call and the guy goes and he says, uh, I want to report something. I go with the lights in the sky and he goes, no, 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 the spacecraft. Okay. I had two other people on hold. I go, 
you have my attention. I got to get rid of these other two people. Tell me what you're talking about. He goes, I'm on a pay phone right now. I want to meet you in person. So the guy comes over, meets me at his house with his two children. And he's talking about seeing a horseshoe-shaped craft. He was driving down a road and heading towards the Tweeter Center after work. And he was driving his truck. And he's looking up in the sky and he sees these lights. And he sees another light off in the distance. And he looks up and he's trying to figure out what on earth is this. And as he gets closer, it isn't one light, it's three lights. And it's red, white, and a bluish type of light. And it's in a horseshoe-shaped object. It's sitting there. And then directly above it, there's this boom with a circular object on top of it. And he keeps on saying, you know, like that AWAC plane? I go, yes. He goes, something like that. And he drove around. In fact, he drove around three times, drove around the, the forest area, finally parked, got out. And he says, this thing's massive. It's over my head. And it's moving back and forth as if it were jumping back and forth and, and moving. And he's staring at it. And he says, it's huge. So I get in the truck, call my daughter. And she's driving down 159th Street, which is, I don't know how many miles, three miles away, I believe. And she's going westbound. And she's looking at the triangular configuration of lights. And she goes, no, it's straight ahead. I can see it. They were looking at two separate things. While this is going on, a gentleman is seeing a large orange orb over his house, calls his son-in-law five miles away, who's seeing the large uh, triangular object starting to move in his direction, and recorded, by the way, this is recorded too, and he's talking about the orange orb over his house. And he says, Sam, this thing was as big as my house. We were out here, the neighbors were out there, and it was directly over his house. He goes inside the house, and he's looking for his dogs. He couldn't find any of his dogs. Finally, the one dog in particular shows up, and it's shaking, and it's upstairs. It's standing in the hall. They go up there and grab it, and he says the dog was like ice cold, like it just came out of the freezer, and it was shaking. He says, I don't know what transpired, but the whole experience was truly unusual, and this thing was massive. So we had three different objects. And down in southern Illinois, we had three different objects, the equilateral triangle, the isosceles triangle, and, of course, that thing that looks like a big rectangle or like a house floating in the sky. One thing that happened, and I didn't mention, but we had footage finally show up for the sighting in southern Illinois, 2000, January 4th. And this Nancy Carpenter had the footage, and within this footage, you could see an arcing motion of these lights, lights doing a flip. So the arcing motion establishes the fact that it isn't something falling, but it's it's connected to the apex of the one light in some sort of time space. In other words, it could be a solid object. We had that same observation and recording in Tinley Park. These may have been similar or same objects doing similar or same maneuvers. So I think these are some of the most remarkable cases. And they're still under investigation. And at some point, Jane, I hope we have this together and can present one heck of a nice presentation on it uh, and a good book. The other thing I do want to bring up is October 31st, 2004, Year of the Weird. We know that in November, in fact, November the 14th, 
couple of uh, F-18s were up in the air in uh, California, uh, the Nimitz Group. For two weeks prior, they were painting UAPs and unusual uh, paintings on the Aegis uh, Spy-1 radar system on the Princeton. That was two weeks prior from the 14th. Where does that bring us to? October 31st. Right. Yeah, that was really uh, that's a really interesting point. We touched on that briefly before the show uh, that how it was. And I think that, yeah, they started on or around what, November 10th or something like that, 2014, November the 14th. And that was. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And and the thing was, we had military presence. F-18s were were, uh, dispatched. Um, I think it was F-18s or was F-18. I'm not sure, but they were dispatched. 18, the yeah. They sent up the 18s. We had them out here too. Mm-hmm. That is really that is really interesting, actually, because I hadn't I hadn't put those those sightings together like that because we've heard so much about the Nimitz encounters and what was going on with them that nobody was has been really looking elsewhere around the country or or the world really, or I guess very few people. So I find this to be a really valuable uh well i don't know if it's a coincidence or if it actually is more of a correlation you see one thing that raises there before we go on one thing that raises there is the fact that we concentrate on those naval ufo sightings but we never bothered to correlate them with other settings around the country just seeing the navy release something oh my god it's so terrific it's so wonderful not that's changed anything of course even the Pentagon UAP task force hasn't changed anything. Despite that, we haven't looked at correlations. And now we see 2004. My God, this that's two years before we started the Paracast, by the way. Yeah. It's like, I can't. Do you believe how fast time flies? It's nuts. It's unbelievable. So what other kind of you call, say, to, uh, yeah. is is it 2004, the year of the weird, or was it October, November, yeah, the no, month of the weird? 2004 is the year of the weird. That's, that's actually the title of my book that I've been working on for all this time. Oh, that sounds so, awesome. We're really looking forward to that. Can you give us a, a couple more, well, examples? Let's go through a few more examples of weird things that happened in 2004. 2004 was the, of course, again, the, the we had the... We had all those problems with all those uh, uh, hurricanes. And, and this year, that's why I said, you know, people were saying, Sam, this is, uh, you have a lot of, uh, we have so many uh, storms this year. We have, a, what are we up to, 28 or 24 or something like that. And then we had, I pay attention to seismic activity, uh, activity USGS. I mean, I, I stay on top of this, uh, heliospheric, you know, sun activity, solar Solar minimums and maximum are very, very important to pay attention to that. That, I think, coincide with 2004, uh, where we were just coming uh, out of a maximum and going into a minimum. And here we are at a minimum. You know, it's like these these things, when you lay this stuff on there, you say, take, and again, Gene, to your point, you have to look at all these unusual things that you would not think correspond to other things and they do more to come with sam gene and randall you're in the paracast you are listening to gcn visit gcnlive.com today
Do you feel like many of us? All the distractions in the world taking our minds and focus off what really needs to get done day to day? Well, Jeunesse has a dietary supplement called Mind to help with mental distraction and it supports memory function. Go to GCNLife.com now to check it out. You're only at your best when your mind is at its best. Go to GCNLife.com or call toll-free 844-443-6637. That's GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. SilverLungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs Generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs Generator and Lung Delivery System at SilverLungs.com. That's SilverLungs.com. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. Now you really drive them crazy if you say 12 more years. 12. Busy campaigning day for President Trump, the president in Michigan and Wisconsin, the president ending his day in Las Vegas, Nevada. Dr. Anthony Fauci, in an upcoming episode of 60 Minutes, says the coronavirus pandemic would have to get really, really bad before he would favor a national lockdown. The country is fatigued with restrictions. So we want to use public health measures not to get in the way of opening the economy, but to being a safe gateway to opening the economies. The entire interview with Fauci will air Sunday night. You're listening to USA Radio News. FBI Director Christopher Ray says there's no evidence of widespread voter fraud. This as more absentee ballots are found in the trash, this time in Kentucky. Federal authorities are now investigating after a contractor in Jefferson County, Kentucky, stumbled on 112 absentee ballots in a dumpster. The ballots never made it to their intended recipients and had not been opened or filled out. Special agents from the U.S. Postal Service's Office of the Inspector General also found two political flyers as they investigated. Special Agent Scott Balfour tells AP that when the investigation is concluded, the case will be presented for federal prosecution to the U.S. Attorney's Office. For USA Radio News, I'm Val Dior. The Michigan Court of Appeals blocked a lower court's order that gave a 14-day extension on mail-in ballots. The court said any changes had to be approved by the legislator, not judiciary. Similar court-imposed extensions in Wisconsin and Indiana have been overturned by higher courts. This is USA Radio News. Today, many of us are paying attention to our health, and what we eat plays an important role. But so often, the water we drink is a mere afterthought when it should be a primary part of our daily nutrition. Real Water would like to change how you think about the water you drink and how it can play an important role in helping your body restore balance and reach its full potential. The key benefits of every bottle of Real Water are stabilized negative ions, balanced pH, detoxification, and it hydrates you like never before. And yes, it tastes great. Real Water is beyond alkalinity, and due to its proprietary process 
called E2 Technology, it's the only drinking water on the market that can maintain a stable negative ionization, which means real science in every bottle. Order your real water today and take advantage of special pricing for this audience only by calling 1-855-REALWTR or visiting buyrealwaternow.com. That's 1-855-REALWTR or buyrealwaternow.com. Order now, 1-855-REALWTR or buyrealwaternow.com. This is Micah Hanks of the Gray Alien Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Well, speaking of 2004, now, I'm just going to look up something here. Well, Gene's doing that. Of course. Okay. The following year, we had Hurricane Katrina. Correct. Okay, in 2005. But yes. after 2004, did everything die down or what? It was, you know, it, it, it was more of, of uh, uh, single reports. It wasn't all these massive reports. Again, 2000, I'll take you right back real quick as a real fast, as far as mass sightings, the big ones. In 2000, you know, 1999, 2000, being Rockford, Southern Illinois, uh, 2000, 2001, in that range, we had the Cartelette sighting, and I think you recall that one up in uh, Cartelette, New Jersey. And uh, by the way, Southern Illinois and Cartelette and Rockford were both uh, NIDS, uh, National Institute of Discovery Science, Bigelow's first major push into this uh, research. They were also looking at this and wrote papers on um, on, on these reports. They did a really good job on Carteret. Carteret re, uh, reports and in, in, uh, in that year were very similar to the sightings out here in, in Rockford and Southern Illinois and also uh, the, um, the sightings in Tinley Park. A lot of correlations. So we had a lot of correlations of these mass sightings within that period of time, starting in 1999, to 2004 seemed to dip down 2005 we had a couple instances um during these periods of time was also working on um sightings in um a case in arizona and up in uh fredericks wisconsin which was 2004 each of these scenarios uh while these things were going on out here in 2004 2000 actually leading into 2005 they were having experiences up there that they were at locations that seemed to be very similar to um the skinwalker ranch type scenario where you have very unusual activity the uh, the thing that dragged me in 2004 into the probability or the possibility of interdimensionality was in that period of time other phenomena was taking place that made hint in that direction that there are other things, other dimensions, and that is freaky. Let's and- look at the factors of that. I think we only have a segment and a half left with this before we go to the other show. So let's briefly cover that interdimensionality, multiverse, yeah. parallel universes, whatever. What factors do you think are the most important? I think the factor is that sometimes, well, here, I'll give you some instances. Uh, Upton Fredericks, that case, there, how much time do we have, by the way? Okay, we have 
For this segment, we've got maybe six minutes or so. Then the final segment of the main show is about nine and a half minutes before close credits. Go ahead. Okay. Up in, uh, up in uh, uh, Fredericks, what happened is I received a call from another uh, reporting center uh, that eventually was purchased by uh, Bigelow Aerospace. And um, they asked me to take a peek at a case up in Fredericks, Wisconsin. I called the gentleman who was very, very hard to deal with. I couldn't understand what he's talking about. Got the wife on the phone and she was explaining what she was seeing and what they were seeing was, of course, UFOs. During the same period of time as the August sighting, a massive triangular UFO was seen over their house uh, further away in a valley. They live in a valley area and it moved over the house. And to them, that whole night was like a Spielberg episode. There were things in the sky that looked like disco balls and all sorts of things flying around. And then this massive triangular object. And as it moved over the house, there was a deep guttural tone. And this tone actually warped their vision that when they were walking, everything seemed to be warped. Their vision was warped. And the sound was so annoying and and painful that they could feel it internally. And the child that they had woke up screaming. Uh, The husband went, picked her up, went into their room and stayed in there. They didn't know what the heck was going on. That next morning, they went downstairs and uh, they noticed when they looked outside, uh, all the windows seemed to be like magnifying glasses. Everything seemed to be closer. They walked up to the sliding door and he opened it and you could see the variation in the windows. And he thought, well, my brand new Pella windows are just shot. This darn thing destroyed them. And so whatever the phenomena was also affected the glass. They were gone for X numbers of hours, came back to the house. Everything was back to normal. An interesting thing. Now, does it have to do with dimensionality? No. They were starting to see objects and other things just pop in. They were seeing uh, beings that were translucent, something that looked like a a, um, placosimus fish. It was uh, referred to as a placosimus and a dragon at times. And he actually has video of it. Uh, the other thing that he's, he had uh, video of, and I went through 12 hours of video, and there was only a few minutes of really odd things, but that's enough. Uh, he had something that looked like the uh, – do you remember the movie uh, – the um, oh, uh, what do you call it? Predator, where you have that digi- digitized motion, and you see this thing moving along. Right. He had, the uh, predator had the active camouflage. This returns us again to the idea of, of active camouflage. Bingo. And this thing was moving along, and he was seeing it, and he recorded it. Now, I sent up two investigators up there, one of whom actually seen this. He actually seen this thing moving along, and he got inside the house because he knew it seen him. Um, he has it on video. The problem with that case is it may be made into a movie, and it's actively, uh, it's actively for the last couple of years been considered to be made into a movie. So, um, but anyways, all this unusual stuff that has to do with dimensionality. Um, there were these beings that show up 
these things that show up out of nowhere, things pop in, pop out. And uh, I recall just recently, I believe it was last year, I talked to a gentleman who had a sighting in, in the um, southern Illinois during that episode that I told you about with the police officers, where he and his father and his mother, his stepfather and mother were driving and they went to Scott's Air Force Base because he was a retired um, officer and uh, was going to the commissary. They go commissary once a month, get food, boom, boom, boom. And they're coming home very late at early in the morning, late at night, whatever it may be. And um, they seen they get over the edge of a of a, a, a hill, a rise in the expressway on seventy one, and they notice this very bright light in a uh, area off to the left. It was in a farm field, and he sees this object. He he makes a a a, um, a UE in the. Uh, on the expressway, gets over, pulls on the shoulder, and they're staring at this thing. He gets so excited, he jumps out of the car, he slips on ice, hits his head on, on, on the hood of the car, gets up, and the son gets out, and the wife's all excited. She's like, don't go out there. Here's this massive triangular object sitting out there with this beam of light coming out of the center and these lights that were going on and off, red lights, again, red lights in the corner of this large isosceles triangle. And across the back, on the side of the back of it, was an array, he was explaining, there was uh, two layers of what looked like windows, self-luminous windows along the side or the back of it. They watched this thing for heaven knows how long. Cars pulled up and back, then they took off. Why? I don't know. But they stayed there for the full event. And he says when that light in the center went off and went back up, it made a sound. It was the only sound they heard. I have sounds to make here that you couldn't even believe. You know, when we hear Sam Maranto, I think of him being a Midwest alternative to Stan Gordon. More to come with Gene Randall and Sam. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about after the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. You've been hearing Dr. Wallach talking about 90 essential nutrients, keeping the body healthy. GCNteam.com now has Beyond Tangy Tangerine Tablets, 60 plant-derived minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, packed in a powerful tablet. But that's not it. 160,000 auric points, a knockout punch to free radicals. Call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. 
That's 877-878-4203. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. Now with orders to stay at home, public health concerns, the reality of illness due to pathogens and viruses, your health is at an all-time high risk. That's why it's critical to take a proactive approach to boost your immune system. You can with new nano-colloidal silver from AmeriCare. Our patented process with tiny silver particles, one one-hundredth the size of a red blood cell, allows for maximum body absorption. AmeriCare's nano-colloidal silver effectively disinfects your body internally, attacking pathogens and viruses while supercharging your immune system. Colloidal silver is antibacterial and antiviral. Simply put, it prohibits bacterial respiration, suffocating viral cells, preventing the virus from replicating. And now, due to public health concern, AmeriCare is authorized to offer our lowest and best price ever, around a dollar a day, but supplies are limited. Purchase nano-colloidal silver now at immunesupportnow.com. That's immunesupportnow.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Supplies are limited. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. Do you know Stan Gordon, Sam? I I think I met him once. Uh, I love his work. He's fantastic. I enjoy him to no end. Well, we enjoy you to no end, and you remind us of him because he would tell stories in great detail, too, in his area in Pennsylvania. Now we're going to Illinois. Let's continue with these cases. So this light goes up, the object starts taking off, and it's actually going east, and then it veers off to the northeast, cuts across the expressway, and this is the weird part. He says it was like it all crumbled in on itself into some time space, into a little portal, and it was gone, and that was done instantaneously. It crumbled in. It looked as though it crumbled in on itself. How many times we hear about things going in and out of what appears to be a portal or some sort of dimensional thing? So I'm just thinking now, is it possible that this is what's going on? Is this the same thing that's happening in each of these other areas? I don't know. 
but you can't discard it as being not a possibility. Let me just ask you an outside question here, because Randall and I have talked about this in some episodes. What if all these sightings, or many of them, are holographic projections? So you turn the off switch and it disappears, and it may seem to be disappearing into another portal, whereas you turn the on switch and it comes in again. Again, Gene, I keep everything open as far as a possibility. And you can't just say, oh, no, that's not possible. I think what we're dealing with is a multiplicity of phenomena. And that's the fun part about it. Again, getting back to if we understood our mechanisms much better, how we perceive things, of course, all this is an illusion to to some degree. Because we're picking it up and we're saying it, our concept of reality, our anthology, it's a human point of view. Now, if we took it from where it is actually coming from, we have no idea as far as the totality of this. That's where it gets very interesting. But how do you do it? How do we examine it that way? Well, do you think anything that the Pentagon is doing with the UAP task force is going to take us there? Or is it just a matter of cataloging the cases they're concerned about? That's a good point. I don't know. Again, we've lived through all this for you know longer than most of these people that are coming into this field. We've seen the switch turned on, and here's a switch where all of a sudden people are they're taking it serious. We're going to pacify the, uh, the public, and then all of a sudden it's going to disappear. But, you know, there's going to be funding, and maybe there is going to be some sort of development that we may hear about down the road or a piece of technology down the road. That may be the case, and there may be some bartering behind the scenes that may be going on as far as letting loose technology. I would hope so if that's going to be the case. I don't know. I would hope something great is going to come out of it. I don't know. What's your What's your opinion? Senator Harry Reid, former Senator Reid, who was the Senate Majority Leader, as many of you recall, he was quoted in the movie of Phenomenon as saying they've got a lot more stuff. And maybe they have a lot more stuff, but the thing, of course, that bothered me about this new Pentagon stuff is it's like all the previous stuff that went on since the 1940s didn't exist. This is something new. We're going to pay attention to it now, and we're going to look for possible national security concerns. What about the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s? What about the archives of Project Blue Book? Is there anything from the Project Blue Book archives worthy now of reinvestigation, or is that all thrown by the wayside and they're starting anew as if there's no backstory? And this is where most of us get upset, like you. You look at the volume of evidence that's sitting there that goes way back. And and the thing that cracks me up, and I know various people, they like to start the story at 1947. Sorry, it goes back to the advent of time. Since we we're able to record things, either like drawings or mythologies, some sort of mythos, some sort of anything, religions, wherever, this is found in various places throughout all the human interpretation of its natural world and what phenomena it's seeing. It's all about semantics. It's all about our kin. It's all about our um, lexicon. I remember a case down in Guatemala where they called it the flaming uh, canoes, the flaming flying canoes. Well, to them, something that moved was a canoe, right? They're on the water and that's it. That's what it was, a vessel. Flaming chariots. On and on. The great airship case, 
the uh, cases in England. In fact, uh, Nigel, we're going to be talking to Nigel this weekend, and you've had him on your show. Uh, you know, people thinking that, oh, all of a sudden, 1947, we've had UFOs. We've had these unusual things flying around. Sorry, Charlie, they've been here forever. They've been calling them different things. They've been relating them, trying to relate to them, to the, the closest technology at that time. Originally, they called them planes. I remember for years they were calling them unusual airplanes. The thing is, comets, they refer to them as comets at times. So what we refer to them paints a picture in our head. Again, I got off the track, but I, I'm just trying to allude to the fact that you're right. The problem here is we have tons of history here, and it's just been discarded. And they're saying all of a sudden in 2004, they're seeing something. Sorry, Charlie, that's not the case. And it does make people a little bit upset. And the stories that have been written about all the new UFO, UAP stuff. These reporters, and of course, Leslie Kane has been on the PowerCast a number of times. I never see them asking, hey there, guys, what are you doing about all the old cases that have occurred over the years that have kept people interested in UFOs and chasing after sightings? What's going to be done about them? And the movie, by the way, didn't mention one particular character that is intimately involved, especially in the Pentagon UFO study that Elizondo worked on, and that is the one, the only Bob Bigelow, that, that ever mysterious billionaire of this horrible, is it Budget Suites, the hotel he owned. These things are the worst reviewed hospitality places in the world. I see the reviews, and they're horrible. But of course, when you Right about Bob Bigelow, it's about his interest in the paranormal, UFOs, etc. It's about the Skinwalker Ranch. It's about all that stuff. And that he's a hotel magnet or something like that. He's, yeah, if you are looking at low-grade motels, I guess his properties are worth staying at. <laughs> now, of course, having said that, if he hears this show, he will never let us check into one if we needed something cheap. Hey, Sam, we're about out of time here, but I want you to hang in and talk about the O'Hare case for after the Paracast. In the meantime, can you tell listeners if they are interested in learning more about what you do, you have a site they can check out? I actually put one together, uh, and it is going to be, you could go and check it out. It will be the uh, com, And uh, that will have a direct line to me. It will be info, and I'll have that up by this uh, by the time this show is aired. Chi-Town Flap, and, and you'll see the info or information will go directly to me. And that, of course, is the Chicago Mothman research. It's more of a psychological evaluation. I think you're going to enjoy that when we get that done. I think we'll have to persuade you to not use GoDaddy, though, but that's another story. <laughs> Listen, we don't want to get into that. We use Namecheap here, by the way, and one-in-one Ionos. In any case, you can find us on Twitter if you look for the Paracast. You can find us on Facebook if you look for, of course, the Paracast. We also have branded merchandise. We have the T-shirts and the throw pillows and all that good stuff. Four different logos, and Randall did some designing of that. We're in the middle of kind of sprucing up the store. But great merchandise, really affordable prices. We ship worldwide, or at least, you know, most of the major developed countries. Check out the Paracast.shop. That's the Paracast.shop for more information. 
Then we also offer the Paracast Plus. And if you subscribe to five years or the lifetime subscription, while they last, we'll give you a free coupon code for the phenomenon that you can download from Vimeo or just watch online with extra stuff on it. The Paracast Plus includes a version of this show with enhanced audio free of the network ads. We also offer the After the Paracast podcast where people like Andy Colvin was there last week and Bill Kusilis and, of course, Sam will be there. It's definitely worth checking out. Go to theparacast.plus. That's theparacast.plus. Sam Maranto, thank you for joining us on the Paracast. Thank you. Featuring Gene Steinberg is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in the Paracast. 